Yo, what's good, extended fam? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. It's free. <laughs> yeah. They have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. I recommend a computer. We're professionals here. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so you can it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Try to catch me slipping there. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Chip. Freddie. Yo, speaking of Freddie, uh, fucking whatever version of that Freddie. You know the scary movie? Freddie's the one that kills people in their sleep, right, Jason? Freddie. Okay. Sorry, I don't like scary movies. You're showing movies. your age. I, <laughs> but that shit was on as soon as we came in the house this morning, and I had to turn that shit off. I was like, ugh, I don't want to see that. Which one was Which one was it? You I don't know? remember. It was the part we walked in on. It, was, it wasn't Freddie Freddie, it was Jason. It was, it was the white boy and the white girl. They were in bed, and he was trying to wake her up out of her sleep, but he like, or who was it? Uh, Jason killed... No, Freddy. Freddy Krueger. Freddy killed the girl, like, right in front of him. Yeah. And then he got locked up and all that. Freddy got locked up? Or, no, oh, the boyfriend. We, I don't know what you was about. You watching Freddy versus Jason? Uh-uh, not that. I know it was okay. that one. That was my shit. I like that movie. That was the first... No, Candyman was the first scary movie I saw. How did you do it? Candyman? Yeah, I was Man, terrified. Look, yeah, that was... I honestly can say that's the one movie that I would not watch, Candyman. That's the last up. scary movie I've seen. <laughs> mm. When I saw Freddy vs. Jason, I was in I was either in eighth grade or or ninth grade. I had to sleep in my parents' room for like two weeks. Freddy vs. Jason is like a comedy. It wasn't no, it's, scary at that all. That is terrible. Yeah, See, I'm a punk. I don't like scary movies. I don't. Yeah, it, it, yeah. Freddy vs. Jason was not scary at all. It was more like a comedy, and Freddy beat his ass. There's nothing funny I don't care about nobody killing say. people. How do we find humor in death? Because Freddie's hilarious. He has like, a smart mouth, right? Yeah, okay. he has a very smart mouth. If I was you, on a nice Sunday, Sunday <laughs> sunny day, on a sunny Sunday day, it was a tongue twister. Watch Freddie versus Jason, and you're going to laugh more than you're going to scream. I'm going to tell you, because Jason, I mean, because Freddie is hilarious. But you got to watch it in the day. You probably got to watch it in the daytime. I'm telling you to do that, because I know you're I know. scary. <laughs> I could watch it, or anybody else could probably watch it any time of the day, any time of the night, one in the morning, nobody around, because it's not scary. But I'm Hell giving, nah. I'm helping you out. Hell no. Watch nah. Freddie versus Jason on a Sunday. Make sure Why it's a the Sunday. Lord's day? You're protected. You just answered yourself. <laughs> I got to watch like five hours of SpongeBob after, <laughs> after watching anything scary like that. Are you ready to get this episode going? I show am. What's going on, everybody? This is your boy, Flaw 700, a.k.a. Flaw Claw Van Damme, a.k.a. Flaw Seagal. Oh! oh! See, I had you this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a.k.a. your boy, Thumb Sum Goy. Ow! That's our first go. <laughs> I don't know the words before my time. Sorry, I can't sing along. AKA Flex Flexington. <laughs> and who you be? Oh, I'm Kayla. Some of y'all know me as Killer. I'm me. I don't have any cool AKAs. Miss King, if you're nasty, I guess. You used to have a few though. You, you... I did. I I let them go. Understood. Understood. I'm, I'm not really the biggest <laughs> fan of the AKAs. The Flex Flexington is funny. I like. But that. I think that a lot of the listeners have, you know, they 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 wait for that. Right. You know, so it's like become the thing because I remember having a podcast for so long and not doing it. And then 
like, I started, hey, it's Fresco. Hey, it's Flaw. Yeah. Okay. But sometimes, you know, you, you got to put on a show. And, and, and that's what I learned. You know what I'm saying? I and need to work on that, basically. Notes for next month. You don't have to. You don't have to, but I just think that that's y'all it's the simplest things that you can brand. You know, like you can sit up here and you can talk for 90 minutes on a podcast, but you can brand Flaw Cigar or ah, whatever, whatever that even is. <laughs> right. <laughs> you can just put that on Lex- a shirt. Lexington. And, and, and people will know that that's my signature bird call. <laughs> Why do I have a bird call? Who knows? <laughs> we never understood why we even did that. Like, we was just, it was just freestyling, flaw cigar. Oh! <laughs> Don't ask us why we did that. But it stuck. So, you know, so it's it's, it's the simple things. Do you have an Apple Watch? I've, I've had an Apple Watch the last time you were here, the last time you was here before that, the Wait. last time you was here before that. Are you kidding me? Well, see, I just got an Apple Watch, so now I'll be paying attention to it. So because I didn't Watch. notice your Apple Watch, you want to notice mine so yeah. I can notice yours. No, so no, oh. not even because I want to add you as a friend so we can do competitions and shit. I have want an Apple Watch? Yeah. I had no idea that, that you can do that. Yeah. I just oh, got an hell. Apple Watch. That's the only reason why I'm hyped now. So like whenever I see somebody with Apple Watch, I'm like, add me so we can... We, we can do that. Watch. I'm. I just be on my Dick Tracy shit, man. Like Dick Tracy used to have that watch. Do you remember Dick Tracy? Oh my god! But Dick Tracy, he was a detective, and back in the day, like the '80s, where well, Dick Tracy is from, you know, decades ago. But the Dick Tracy For that my I time, knew, clearly, yes. But the Dick Tracy that I knew was from like early '90s, and he had a watch. He was the only person I knew with a watch who who actually had a walkie-talkie, and he talked to his watch. Uh, so smartphones time. to me are like the Dick Tracy watches for me. <laughs> But I didn't introduce the podcast. We are Kelly Drake's favorite podcast, <laughs> the Podcast Brothers, and this is episode one fifty four. We are live in the beautiful downtown city of Trenton. We're at Starbucks. It's a beautiful Sunday. Um, we're due for some rain. I hope it rains, but it won't today. Oh, uh, what rain? Did y'all get rain last night? We did, and I heard it got Yo, busy in Philly. It sure did, and that lightning shit was lit up. Like, I heard it got busy. Lit up. We didn't get none of that. Yeah, we got all of that. Um, it helped cool it down, though. It was very humid on Saturday. It was uncomfortable. Right. I was about to get there. Like, we are now in fall, and we're seeing, and it seems to be hotter now than it was in the summer. What's going on, man? We living in spooky times, man. Sure. Um, I just would have rather have did my time in the summer and fall act like you know who you are. Yeah, hoodie season. I need hoodie season. I love hoodie season. Yeah, but as of right now, man, you know, we still out here in uh, Tim's. You out, not Tim's, T-shirts. Right. I mean, you out here in the biker shorts. You got the guys looking at you. Right, I've seen him. my short, so. What guy? Um, but when I went outside to get my <laughs> phone, Uh-oh. I saw you come out and get the call. Well, no, you. that's when you came in. Mm-hmm. And he, as he's walking by, he was staring at you. Okay. Glass, yeah, he, was, he was checking <laughs> you out. Well, I look at Kayla. You bitch ass ain't say nothing. You well, he might be married, so ain't nobody got You wouldn't have wanted that. Oh, okay. It was one of those. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate you. Yeah, you wouldn't want it. <laughs> That's funny. All attention ain't good attention. Amen. You understand that? that? very true. That's probably why I completely did not even <laughs> yeah. see that. You know, place. it's cuffing season, so you know what I'm saying? It's, All the hobosexuals it's, are out. It's thick season for men and women. <laughs> for men and women. You know what I'm saying? Like, so for my thick women, for my thick men. Don't fall for it don't fall for it the you, you will be taking advantage Stephanie, the life architect yeah. the homosexuals are on the prowl i will not be a victim Amen. this fall neither will not i not doing if it. you don't like thick women all year round don't come looking for me now right now turn I, your heat on now i'm not here to keep you warm yeah 
because then when the spring come and they want to act a fool, but yeah. meanwhile they've been loving on you for like three months, uh, four months, well like four or five because we got to go through fall and winter. Mm-hmm. And spring happened. Now it was oh we about to go on vacation with the fellas. Well, where my uh, ticket? Hello? Oh, I didn't. You know what I mean? Like fake. Nah. So yeah, y'all be safe out there. <laughs> I'm gonna play my part. I will not be a victim of uh, uh, cuffing season. I hope you don't either. So let's get into this week's episode. We're starting off with our weeks. And since you are um, a lady. I'm a lady. And this is, you know, you're here like once a month. You can go first. Get your shit off, Kayla. All right. Um, my week was chilling. Work, gym, life. Uh, Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You can't just go past the gym like that when you got uh, me right here. Oh. Talk to me. What's up with the gym? Well, the Apple Watch, shout out to Chandra. She actually, she gave me her old Apple Watch because she got one of the newer ones. Um, and it's a really fun way to stay motivated to be in the gym. I like the whole ring, closing rings thing. You don't, do, I can't, you don't do that with your watch? The Apple Watch. Let me tell you something. I don't mean to blow you bubble, but the Apple Watch, I don't really believe. I don't really, I don't trust it because oh, I'll gosh. put my arm down. And swing it, and the watch would be like, thank you for standing up. No, I didn't stand up. All I did was swing my arm. No, but it looks, I feel like it can feel the amount of time that you're standing up. Like but, you have to be up and moving for a minute. No, it'll really think that you're standing up because you moved your arm. Sorry to bust your bubble, but it's not really that accurate. Now, well, yesterday. You accidentally cheating the system. No, I didn't mean to. I just wanted well, to put my arm accident. down. Well, it was excellent, but I'm sure there's some people who do that. Like, But yesterday, I did go jogging, and it helps track your time. Yes, so. I like that. And I like it tracking, like, my heart rate. And mm-hmm. and I also wanted to see, like, what calories burning. Like, mm-hmm. I don't pay too much attention to that, but it's still interesting to see, like, on the days that I don't exercise and like how many calories I'm burning versus, you know, when I actually work out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also to see how many calories I'm burning during like different exercises, because, you know, you're trying to look at the machine and trying to get a gauge of, you know, what I guess exercises benefit, benefit you more than others. Um, that's just something I'm personally like interested in monitoring and the Apple watch helps me do that. So it's cool. It's cute. I like it. And Just make stylish. sure you give or take a little because it's not going to be the most accurate. Oh, yeah, thing. absolutely. Yeah. It's like, like a gauge. Like, you know, just a general gauge, but well, I like well, it. Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. What? The gym. What's, what you doing in the gym? Talk to me about the gym. Uh, I'm going to skip past the gym. I, you got me right now. <laughs> um, I've been focusing more on cardio lately. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't stay in the gym longer than an hour. Maybe an hour, 15 minutes. I just, I'm not, I'm not staying in there longer than an hour. Um... What else do I do? I've been doing spin. I love spin. Um, but I can't do it as often as I would like to because it fucks my knee up. And the instructor claim, the instructor of the class claims that if I get these certain type of spin shoes, that it won't bother my knee. But I don't want to invest in the spin shoes because they're like $200. And you're too young for knee problems. But spin can be vicious on the body. I'm just No, I'm just saying I'm not saying I'm not saying you are soft or anything. I'm just saying don't do anything to give yourself knee issues yeah. at your age. That's right. what I'm saying. Yeah. So I I wish I could do it like three times a week, but I only do it once a week. Two things I don't play with when it comes to working out: don't mess with the knees, don't mess with the back. Yeah. There's when you're in the gym and you're pushing and you're going hard. My arms, my chest, whatever, my abs, I'll burn them till they hurt. But if I feel, but if my knees start talking to yeah, me, yeah, I'll stop. The workout's over. Mm-hmm. If my back has a conversation with me, the workout is over. Yo, back pain. Back pain so and knee real. pain, forget about it. Yeah, but like I always, I've had issues with my left knee for a couple years though. Okay. Um, 
and it flares up obviously if I push a little bit too hard. So yeah, but I like spin, but I can't do it as often as I want to. Um, for a while I was lifting more, but I got freaked out because of course, listening to the scale, that being a chick, look, getting on the scale, I started, like I was seeing changes in my body, but I was gaining weight and I didn't like that. That scared me. So I've fallen back from lifting. Lifting? And I've been, yeah. Yes. I'll do it. Yes. Let me tell, often. let me tell you a few of you that, um, lifting weights does help you burn fat, but it'll also bulk you up. Um, depends on how, depending you're not on, doing it right. depending on yeah how you're doing it. Mm-hmm. I know a guy who wants to burn fat and lose weight at this, uh, burn fat and build muscle at the same time. Number one, the scale ain't changing. And number two, he's still fluffy because it's really muscle that he's putting on top of the fat. You mm-hmm. understand what I'm saying? So, um, yes, you can lift and burn fat. Just, you, you just have to make sure that you're doing like high reps. Yeah. And low. Weight. Yeah. Not so much heavy weight, but, Make sure it's high reps, man, so you can burn fat and build muscle at the same time. Yeah, and that's what I was doing. I started, I was lifting lighter, but then it was getting easy. So I was like, let me stop being a punk. Let me start lifting heavier. Mm-hmm. And so I was lifting heavy. And that's when I saw the weight. And I'm like, no, 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 no. This is not what we want to do. Because I, like I said, I saw some changes, but it wasn't, like, I'm, I want to cut fat first. And then link, whatever, tone up, build muscle. Because what you're not um, going to do is come in here with shoulders bigger than mine, Kayla. <laughs> that just ain't happening. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, um, so yeah, I've I'm focusing more on cardio and like full body exercises with lighter weights versus heavier weight. Um, and it's working. So, yeah, I also saw and I won't talk too much about it cuz I want to go through the entire experience, but I saw a nutritionist. Um, because we all know the whole the bigger picture with losing weight is monitoring what you're eating. The and kitchen. yes, the kitchen. What is it, 80-20? Um, and I'm glad you brought that up because this question does not frustrate me. It does not. But just like what Kayla's about to say, um, there is no gym. There is no equipment in the gym that's going to get you six-pack abs. Abs come from the kitchen. And that's why I ain't trying to get abs because that shit is hard. <laughs> or, or, or shrink your belly, lose belly fat. Yeah. It comes from... <laughs> What kitchen. you eat, it really does. You can do as many crunches as you want. All you're doing is putting six-pack abs under the fat. Yeah. Um, so I went to a nutritionist or a dietitian, um, but her approach is different. Her approach isn't restrictive. It isn't you can't eat this, you can't eat that. Um, she's, one, she's culturally competent. She's Dominican, so Afro-Latina. Um, so she understands, you know, the cultural context behind some of the, some of the foods that people eat or don't eat. Um, but like I said, she's not focused on a restrictive diet. I think she's more focused on people's relationship with food and eating and, you know, stressors in your life. And again, not saying you can't eat this, you can't eat that, but saying, okay, if you're Hispanic, you know, for example, for her example that she uses all the time, you know, rice is a staple in my diet. I'm Hispanic. Can you still hear me? Oh, um, I'm Hispanic. You know, I eat rice. I'm not going to stop eating rice, but she mentioned something more about like mindful eating. So I've only met with her once, so we obviously haven't gotten into the nitty gritty of stuff. But, um, you know, saying it's okay to eat, I guess, whatever you want to eat, but being mindful of, you know, portions and how you feel when you're eating, why you're eating, you know, things like that, listening to your body, things like that. So, 
it was interesting and I'm interested to see how that goes. Um, yeah, I did that. What else? How else was my week? Work? Fine. Still liking my job. Uh, Friday was washed. I didn't do anything and I needed to not do anything. Um, Saturday, I had a family day with my dad and my little brothers. That's always fun. Um, this morning. So my dad, of course, is into his sports. He's very much into betting. So he's constantly at the poppy store. And a lot of times on Saturday or Sunday, I have to take him down to Delaware so that he could place his bets. So first thing this morning, our asses were up driving to Delaware so he could go and place his bets. But he's very into it. He's been into it for years. Um, And, you know, basketball season is approaching. So he's going fucking crazy um, about that. Getting ready for a pod connection in Charlotte. Shout out to Miss Nicole Banks mm-hmm. um, have hosting the um, Mapai Connection event in Charlotte the first weekend of October. So I'm really looking forward to that. Um, Next weekend. Yes, indeed. And what else? Oh, another thing I've been working on. I've been working on my thoughts lately. Um, so I'm 28. So knocking on 30's door. And I realized that, well, I've been known it, but I'm... Realizing that I need to address it. There are some things I need to take care of before I turn 30. Um, Time is moving fast as fuck. I feel like I just turned 21. Mm. (laughs) And now I'm 28. uh, Damn near halfway through the year of 28. So, um, but I realized some of the things that I need to or want to accomplish require changing my thought process. Um, Your subconscious? Conscious and subconscious. Um, but, and one thing that I've realized with like people who are all successful, all of them always talk about monitoring their thoughts. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you think you're successful or that's how you like manifest things. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah. And how like powerful the mind is. So Mm -hmm. just working on honing in on what I need to take care of and just changing some of my habits and my thoughts about myself. You're on the type of time that I'm on, man. Like you already... You know what I mean? It, it, it's all in the mind. You know, yeah. that's why I say like subconscious and even, you know, your your um, you know, your conscious on a certain level. Um, you know, if you program yourself, because a lot of times a lot of us can't see past poverty or the job that we got. Like I just not to judge them, but when I get knowledge and I'm not able to give it to the other people when I see them just happy that they just have a job. You know, it's just like I could never be that right now. And I was that like, yo, I got a job. I make more money than everybody I know. Ooh. And then you get to flex flexing. Ten. Well, at one time and then, that, <laughs> then everybody started becoming firefighters and uh, uh, police is like, oh, my God, like <laughs> I'm not the man no more. I need to do something else. So but so just not having. So just making as much money as I thought that I could make, basically, like I make this amount of money this is as good as it gets. I'm here. And then it hits you like, no, there's more for you. So it's just, you got to reprogram your subconscious to think that it's more out there for you. Why can't we be millionaires? Why can't me and you be rich next year? Why can't me and you uh, be rich in in a few months? You have to, you know, want to get it. Yeah. And also change like your habits too, because you can have the the thought that, okay, yes, I'm going to be successful or whatever. But if you're not operating in 
the habits of a successful person. Like, sure, you can have the thoughts there, but do you have the discipline? Mm -hmm. Um, discipline. Do you have the habits? Things like that. So, and those are things that um, I've realized, yeah, I want to do this, that, and the third, but do I really want to? Like, in order to do that, you have to do X, Y, Z, and I'm not doing some of those things right now. So, um, yeah, self-awareness is key. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that's it for me. How was your week? Uh, man, for me, I had a, um, had a crazy week. What? Yeah, well, my son turned 18. I saw that. Yeah, my son turned 18. And it's one of those things that you can't wait for, but you are afraid of in a sense, but you're excited because, you know, not everybody makes it to this age the way my son made it to this age, you know, and I'm happy. I'm so proud of him. You know, because he could be doing so many things. And I try to have conversations with people. They, they they think, oh, because I'm in his life, his mother's in his life, he's got a strong family. Kids can still venture off and do what they want to do. yeah. I, I think that we get to a certain age where we have to understand, because they blame the father for everything. Mm-hmm. And then you can sit up there and say, you know what, even if dad was there, you know, some of you kids, not all, some of you will get put on, you know, you have a guideline, you have something to, uh, you know what I mean, achieve because there's somebody else in the household, a different voice, a different output, a different, you know what I mean, different energy mm-hmm. to where it's just mom and she has to work two or three jobs. She's never there. So then you got to go out and get money the way you want to get money or um, you hanging out with the wrong crowd. You can still hang out with the wrong crowd because there's a such thing as called school. <laughs> right. There's Hello? a such thing as, you know, I'm just going to. The neighborhood. The neighborhood. There's a such thing as I just want to go to the store and get something to eat and you get caught up in the wrong crowd. Yeah. Dad can't save you for every, from everything. We get blamed for everything. But I just want to say that I'm very proud of my son, 18 years old. He's a great kid. Oh. Um, he didn't want much. So we did the typical family thing that we do. We order food and we get together under grandma's house and we just laugh and just enjoy <laughs> life. That's what we do for all of us. Um, it's just a tradition that we do. That's and cool. um, so, yeah, shout out to my son. Um, I'm not ready to be a granddad yet, son, though. So Ooh, um, <laughs> focus on your career. <laughs> focus on your goals. Is he... Uh, is he a senior in high school? He's a yet? senior in high school. Okay. Um, see, he was born in September. So when he did start kindergarten, oh, did they hold him back? They made him do it again. Okay. So he actually could have graduated, but he actually gets a chance to enjoy the new high school, which is dope. So he graduates in the year 2020, which is a dope year too. You're 2020. That's what's up. Yeah. Aww. So he's a senior. Um, and, and these kids, man, shout out to all the kids today. These kids are so active and so creative. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know who even sells drugs no more. Like I don't. I'm pretty <laughs> sure that's still a thing. But I think these kids, they just want to have a good time. Mm-hmm. They're creatives. Um, my son and his friends, they they uh, create videos, you know, comedy skits. Um, you got so many kids who want to, um, you know, be musicians, podcasters, everything. Like. They actually have options. I was thinking about that on the way here, um, how technology, all that is is focused on technology, how mm-hmm. much, how technology has helped a generation, you know, below us have access to so many things, so many opportunities, and they're able to make legit money yeah. easily like because we, of technology, because of phones. Like we said last week, we interviewed a fashion designer and he was 18 and we said what made you want to get into this and he said he was tired of working for people Mm -hmm. you know so it was easier for him 
um, to just Google something or just get on his phone and look up how to do something instead of, you know what, walk your butt down to the library, wherever it is. Right. And find then, a book. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then so, on your way to the library, you're running into people, you know, who can take you down the wrong path right. and distract you versus you can just pick up your phone and do everything you need to do from your phone. I like you new set of kids. I don't like your music. Yeah, I like you new set of kids. Fresh. My daughter, who's 16, she just randomly sparked the conversation with me. Well, two things about my daughter. Uh, she wanted to play sports her entire, um, you know, for so long, and she hasn't been able to. So um, when she got transferred to her new school, the volleyball team needed a, a spot. So, you know, she wanted to join, and she joined. And I actually got a chance to go see my daughter play volleyball. Um, um, I've always been at all my son's basketball games. Whatever my son was into, I was there. My daughter just really couldn't find the time to get into nothing. So when she had a, a volleyball game, I made it my duty to go there. Of course, I pulled out the phone. She was embarrassed. <laughs> yes, but, um, Dad. Oh, I was happy I for her. That. Yeah, oh, she. that was pretty dope. Cool. And she hits me with the, Dad, I got a crush on somebody. Oh. <laughs> but I took that opportunity just to have a conversation with her. You know, I was on some, who you got a crush on? Who is it? Nah, talk to him. You know, she asked me, what should she do? Now, the advice I gave her, I'm like, don't do nothing. Like, yeah, was, what, uh, yeah, what should she like, do? Now, I, I don't know how we do in 2020. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't. I, I know women, y'all, mm. things are changing, but I'm not going to tell my daughter to pursue no per- nobody. You know what I mean? Like, if you got a crush, I mean, hopefully he has a crush she on She has to set him up so that she has to shoot her shot by... Creating the circumstances so that he can shoot his shot. Well, that's better than what I said because <laughs> I can't remember what I said, but I basically told her like, "You, you not about to go kick no game. What you going to do? Treat him to ice cream? Right? You know what Hello, I'm saying? Like, keep your coins. Yeah, to like, yourself. I, I, I don't know how it works now. Um, but you know how I do work though. The person you got a crush from more than likely does not have a crush on you. So, oh well, admire from afar. That's yeah, but I mean. you know how it go though. The people that we want don't want us, and the people that we, the people that we want don't want us, and the people that want us, we don't want them. Oh, well, it's I life. hope. Not saying that that's how it works <laughs> with her. I hope the guy wants her, and I, I hope he's a good guy. And I hope that my daughter continues to come to me with these types of conversations. I think I handled. I think I did a great job with with the little bit of knowledge that I had for her. Good job, and babe. I didn't get mad. It is what it is. <laughs> It is what it is, man. Like, my son is 18, and when you have a 16-year-old daughter, she's damn near grown. Yeah. But, I mean, the fact that she felt comfortable, was this, like, the first time she came to you about something like that? Well, as far as, like... I think so. Well, the fact that she felt comfortable coming to you shows that you're doing the right thing as far as letting her know that she can come to you. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of daughters would be terrified. A lot of daughters would probably go to their mom first. And Which I, she might have done too, but the fact I that she it. came, ooh, but, but, but the fact that she came to you shows that you're doing. I'm everything. Like I'm, I'm <laughs> mom and dad. Like I'm, I'm, I'm everything. No disrespect no. to yeah. the mother, mm-hmm. but that's just the burden. That's just what I carry. Yeah. If my kids need or want anything, it has to come through me. I don't know why. Like I'm such a provider. But that's good that you're that. Especially like I said, especially your daughter feels comfortable coming to you for that. That shows that you're doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. You made it clear that you're not judgmental and that you're approachable. Yeah. She she jumped out the window and I I, I caught her. You, I, about to say. I caught her. That's good. Oh. So let's get into this week's episode, man. So let's talk about it real quick, right? So there, the case is, is happening, well, not the case, but they're on the, the jury, the, the, 
the trial of Amber Geiger. We're going to call her ugly crying lady. You know, from far away, I was looking at that picture. I thought that was a clip from The Office. She just looks like, you know, The Office, the show? I watched that on Netflix. It's pretty funny. She looks like somebody. She, <laughs> so we're going to call her the ugly crying lady because that's what she did a lot of when she was on this, when she took the stand and gave her, um, she recollected, that's a word, what happened that day. The murder trial of Amber Geiger, a.k.a. Ugly Crying Lady, the one-time police officer who fatally shot Boheme Jean. Is that how you say his name? Boheme Jean. Um, And this happened in Dallas of last year. So during the trial, jurors have heard the officer who who was called to the scene last night and they performed CPR on Mr. Jean. Let me get to the points. Let me get to the points. Okay, so... Geiger, who's 31, a.k.a. Ugly Crying Lady, she took the stand and um, basically what she was saying was she will forever regret the night she shot Gene. No, she doesn't. She said she entered his apartment thinking it was her own and killed him believing he was a burglar. She was off duty but still in uniform when she killed Gene, which in her defense was called, she called tragic but an innocent mistake. Now, as a police officer... And, and and describing things and going, like, in hindsight, it's easy to do. But I'm pretty sure what she could have did, because she was at the door, left out the apartment, called for backup, and backup would have been there in less than 30 seconds all, flat. Because, uh, you know, an officer, or allegedly, quote-unquote, her apartment had a stranger danger inside. But my thing is, you knew you wasn't at your apartment to begin with, so... Right. Of course, of course, of course. But if we're going off, she really thought, I'm using air quotes here. If we're going off, she really thought this was her apartment still. Because you're at the door. It's not like you're in the kitchen. You can't make it to the other side of the apartment to get out. Right. You get to the door and something's not right. Why would you walk into it? You leave. Go back out. Reverse because you're at the door. (laughs) Okay, boom. Let's, Let's play this out. You put the key in the lock. You open the door. Key's probably still in the lock because you still got your hand on the knob and the key's in the lock. And you see a stranger in the house. You're going to walk into it. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to keep going in. You're going to keep going in. No. You walk out, lock the door, and you're still in uniform. Your walkie-talkie's on you, right? Because you're still in uniform. Somebody's Somebody's in in my apartment. Cops are there three minutes flat. But... We all know that that's that's react that could have been a situation, but we all know that um, that definitely wasn't it. So she cried on trial. Ugly. She cried. Yes, this ugly crying lady cried and said it was such a mistake. She thought she was in her apartment. Um, other witnesses, such as what's his name, residents and Ranger David Anderson, testified that the floor plan is a bit confusing, meaning that other people have been uh, kind of got lost and not known where they were. No, so, but I mean, if you live there, how long have you lived there? Like, well, residents have residents kind of said that the stairwells, like the way to get up to the apartment, is a bit confusing where you might not know what floor you're on. But how many times have you gone to your apartment? I don't believe and, it. Right. I don't believe it. <laughs> so you don't remember you've been living here for however long. You don't remember how to get to your apartment. Yeah, I definitely don't believe it. Were um, you under the influence of something that might have clouded your judgment and you... Maybe in that case, you didn't. 
you went the wrong way, took a wrong turn. Aren't they a couple? What? Or, or, or messing around with each other? Oh, I don't know. No, I'm just saying her personally. If she she didn't remember or thought she was in the right place, what's what was so different about today that now all of a sudden you don't remember where you're going? Mm. Was your perception, you know, like I said, were you under the influence? Of I'm, what I'm not going to do is make any excuse for her because I can make I can name a few. Right. But I'm not gonna name none for her. I'm not even gonna help. I'm not even gonna help her. I'm not even gonna like somebody send can take her to this jail. I don't care. Well, send that's why I jail. brought this up because I hope that she gets sent away. But I'm just updating you guys because this was a topic that we had last year, and we just want to let you guys know what's going on. A lot of you don't even know that the trial has started. Um, this ugly crying lady. She's um, using the defense that we thought she'd use. She was. I'm so she was sorry. afraid for her life. Why does it take so long for these trials to even... I don't understand the judicial system or anything at all. Why does it take so long for something like this to even go to trial? Like, it's it's been a year, over a year, and they're just starting this process? Mm-hmm. But, like, why? I wonder why that even happens. That's a good question. I got no answer for that. Someone um, who's in the whatever system, criminal justice or whatever system, I need an answer. Just and not even just this case, cases in general where people are killed. I feel like why is everything so backed up? You know who we're gonna ask? Dan on drugs. Hello. Dan on drugs. <laughs> exactly. When after we get done this episode, I'm going we're gonna to at you. We're gonna <laughs> at you. We're gonna say, Hey, why does trials take so long to happen? Like, you know what I mean? Because if 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 it wasn't for social media stuff like that, we probably wouldn't even know this was going on. Right. And then it's like in this past year, has she been locked up? Like if you shoot somebody don't you sit in jail? Mm. They knew it was her. So, yeah. yeah. Has she been sitting in jail the past year? Uh, or? Post bail. I should probably oh, post course, bail, stuff yeah, like that. I, I highly doubt an officer, a former officer who lost her job, sat in jail. Um, mm. Because like this Ranger guy, uh, David Armstrong, he's testifying that, um, you know, he didn't see. He says she acted accordingly, basically. Racist on some. Bitch. No, he's black. <laughs> oh my gosh! What the hell? He's black, Uncle Thomas. He's nigga. a brother. Oh my gosh! He's a sheriff down there in Dallas. Anything to do to keep my uh, keep my job? Yes, Uncle Thomas. You already know nigga. how that go. All right, man. Whoa, 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 whoa. That's definitely my mood after hearing that. <laughs> I sent you this clip of this quote from a young lady on social media who had a bit to say about relationships and how far in between you should go without communicating with somebody if you're serious with them. And I quote, she said, definitely couldn't see myself dating someone who goes 24 hours without checking in. Not even a little, hey, I'm going to be busy all day. Sorry if I don't message as often or a simple or a simple thinking of you. A person that genuinely likes you isn't going to go 24 hours or more without hitting you up. It's that simple. I agree. I kind of disagree. <laughs> of course, because you're a man and you don't get it. No. Oh, uh, no, no, no. I don't really think this is a gender thing. A lot of... Because you are crazy as Gemini, so you don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of my friends, associates, and I'm seeing a change and a lot of us to where a lot of us want to protect our inner peace, our outer peace. We've become more busier with things. Quote, unquote. Quote, unquote. We're busier. 
we have a lot going on. Kids, programs, I mean, not programs, but projects. I, I know what it's like for time to get away from you. I have a question. Go ahead. Niggas don't know how to multitask in 2019. I just, I, we are multitasking. And there's so much going on. Oh, there's so much there's going so on. There's so much going on. Oh my goodness. But I'm so overwhelmed. Even though, yes, you should reach out to your partner within 24 hours, if not the first thing in the morning. I agree with that. But I don't think it's as, you know, as bad as she's making the scene if you don't. If you are doing something besides playing Madden all day, I mean it's levels That's how to it. Be. I about to say there's no, but it's levels to it. But like I say, I know a lot of us. There's there's a lot of people that I know. We have so much going on that even if we like you, you might not so hear from much. us for the next two, three, two days. I'm busy. So, so I didn't. So you didn't think about me in two days. I'm supposed to be the person that possibly a romantic interest. You didn't think about me in the past two days. I didn't say I didn't think about you. So, you know, you haven't talked to me in over 24 hours and you like me and you thought about me, but you haven't talked to me. You didn't think to hit me up? Probably not. But that does not mean... You are not the person for me. (laughs) That might be it. I might not be for you. Or maybe you're just not busy enough. I can look at it that that way too. (laughs) You got that much time on your hand for you to actually take time out of your day and sit and worry about what I'm doing. You know, you can reach out too. But I'm just saying, I know... There are people out there that time will get away from you. Oh, time I'm, escaped me. <laughs> we're busy. I'm so busy. Oh my I just goodness. don't think that when somebody says, if you don't reach out to me in 24 hours, you must know I might like you. I can like it. I can like you and not talk to you from like Monday. The last time we talked, we might not talk till Thursday. That's fine with me. That's terrible. I'm busy. I'm so busy. But you thought about me. But you didn't think to hit me up? What I'm saying is, yes, a good morning, good evening, how you doing, a text does not take more than a few seconds. Exactly. I get that. What is so hard about that? I get that. All I'm saying to you is there is a possibility that you just might not hear from some people because in this era, like I said, a lot of people that I know are trying to protect their inner peace. They like a lot of people are really on their own thing right now. So you get what I'm saying? What though, does like, protecting my protecting your peace have to do with hitting someone up you like? You will hope that the person you like helps contribute to your peace. Beca- well, because so a lot of the a lot of the things that you're doing is because you know you don't want to be on. I don't want to be on social media as much as I used to be. I don't want to be around as many people as I used to be. And then you start putting your hands in so many projects. So from sun up to sundown, you're literally busy. I need somebody who knows how to multitask better. So Have if you, I'm not important enough to be squeezed into your see, busy. That's, that's the word that I'm getting at. I think that you can be important to me. Oh, obviously not important enough. I can be important, but I ain't top five, top three. Clearly. Have you ever gone 24 hours without reaching out to? Oh, yeah. Oh. Hey, how how we having this? Yo, how we having this conversation? But it was a point behind it. Okay, so what was the point? The point was I wanted to see if he was going to reach out to me, especially if he was in the wrong about something. Did he? No. Well, most uh, I'll say most recently, no, with someone, no. But what did he do? Is he? I don't want to talk about it because he might listen. No, 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 no. Not what did he do? But what does he do? Okay, like what? 
Is he busy though? Is he real active? Is he fake busy? Fake busy. Like I said, every everybody's fake busy. Everybody, we make time for the things. At the end of the day, no matter how many things you have your hand in, no matter how many jobs, how many projects, at the end of the day, you make time for the people and the things you want to make time for. Absolutely no excuses. There's too much technology. If you're forgetful, if you're whatever, there's too much technology to keep us on track. And if it's important enough to you, if it or that person is important enough to you, You'll do what you need to do to remember. You'll do what you need to do to keep in contact. My only point is, is what I'm saying, is yes, you should reach out to the person that you're interested in or dating or the person you're in a relationship. I just don't think that it shows that you don't care or you're uninterested if you go 24 hours without reaching out to somebody. See, for me, I guess I'm speaking on any time... I was that googly eye for somebody. You it was googly eye. That's the only time you'll catch me. Like, hey, what you doing? Hey, what you doing? It's like you're in the zone. Like you're you're in a lust stage. Well, not even. You don't have to be googly. I'm eye. just it's saying just, me. Oh, I guess you're mean. I'm not me. I'm busy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm busy. You know, like my day. Like my. I'm I can honestly so say. Busy. So I guess I can take this conversation and personalize it. You know, for me personally, just knowing that I get up. I still get up early, even though I'm not working. I still get up early and I go to the gym because I have to, because I know I got to squeeze this workout in because I might not have time to do it, even though I'm not working a nine to five because I know me, I am tremendously busy. Busy, quote unquote. And if I'm not busy doing my project, now I got to make time for me. But you was doing all that even before you had a job, doing working on projects and making. Hey, it's done. different. I'll be honest with you. It's, it's a little different when you don't have a, you know, like a stable position type. Because me, I will lose track of the day. Well, that's what reminders are for. That's what clocks and watches are for, so that you don't lose time of the day. If you know you're that type of person, it's too much technology out here in 2019. There's no. Excuses. See, we want to blame everything on technology now. I'm, I'm not blaming. I'm saying use it as a tool. That's the time. Technology makes a lot of people stupid. Here's a point. Here's a time where you can use technology for good that'll mm-hmm. actually benefit you. Set a reminder. Set an alarm. Okay, but if I'm the busy one and you're not, reach out to me. I don't think it should be a. a well, every, like you said, everybody's busy. I got a job too. She might here. She might have a job too. So, she so if you're busy and I'm busy. I don't think that it should be a phone tag thing. Oh, I haven't heard from you all day. What's up? I'm here now. What's up? Oh, I'm here now. Yeah, what's Whatever. up? Whatever. Men are trash. Have, no, it's, oh. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> I just love saying that. It's, I should have loved I think it's funny. Because <laughs> I, I I think women are more in that driver's oh. seat now. What? Not trash, but oh. more like more. Nah, I'm, I never call women trash, <laughs> but I think women are more in that driver's seat as to where they're in school, working so many jobs, so busy. Exactly. And we can do all that in general, not saying to everybody, we can do all that and still find the time to text people throughout the day. So it's like, if he's not doing half of that. If somebody can, reaches out to them, if you text your friend first, hey, how you doing? And they'll text you. But if you don't text them, I'm telling you. You can go a few days without hearing from them because they're busy. They're tired. By the time they get home, they just want some wine. They just want to unwind and go to bed and get and do it all over again tomorrow. I still like you. Nah, but she saw here. She saw that text, and all it takes is a matter of yes. If less I than thirty second. Okay, response. so let's say I'm talking to a girl, and I reached out to her. 
I expect her, I expect a reply. When I get it, however I get it, a few hours later, I get you're busy. But what about more than 24 hours? You was that busy? That you, it took you 24 hours to You ever get a text message, forgot you, and forget you got it? And then they be like, yo, what's up? Where you at? Oh, I forgot to write you back. That's well, never that happened, happened to you. I was say that happened, but not like consistently. Some people like, that's a consistent thing. Like, oh, I always forget to text back. But what if I'm really, listen, not cheating, no girl on the side, no nothing. What if I'm genuinely really into my craft? And that's it. I forgot to hit you back. That's all. Well, then say that, but don't make it a, fab- a habit. <laughs> I'm just saying. That's me personally talking to whoever I'm dealing with. That's cool and all. You know, like I said, sometimes that happens to me too. If I'm at work, again, I'm busy. If I'm at work and I'm dealing with a client or something and somebody texts me and I'm like, all right, let me finish writing my notes and then I get a call and then there's the health department, blah, blah, blah. All right, but then like I'm not, that's not going to happen every time that person. And then the yeah. iPhone with this red stuff. But see... People can take... I don't have my red receipts on. Well, well, for the people that do. They're petty, first of all. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. I looked at it, and I, I'm not, I can't reply yet, because either I'm, I'm doing something and I can't give you the proper response that I want to give you, so I'm going to put it down, and then with my busy schedule, I forget to reply. All I'm saying to you is, yes, you should reach out to the person that, you're, that you like, that you're dealing with in a relationship every day. Yes. But I don't think that you can say, I'm not interested because you didn't hear from me all day. That's not the fact. It's situational. It depends on who that person is. And yeah. I wouldn't deal with that person because obviously you don't got enough going on in your life. Ooh. I, I ain't hear from you all day. Well, what you been doing? Sitting Nothing. around? Go get some money. Right, exactly. Go read a book. I just, I think that that's how a lot of us, especially people my age or this day and era, um, because a, a lot of people that I follow on social media, they're into their own thing. And it takes a special person to break that. Yeah. So if somebody is not reaching out to you, then you obviously you haven't cracked what they're looking for you to crack. And that's fine because there's someone out there that can crack. And we make it hard. A lot of us out here are making ourselves so busy that it's going to take somebody that's just as busy. And then, like you said, making yourself with. busy. But are you even accomplishing anything? Are you actually busy? That'd be my real thing. Everybody's quote unquote busy. But it's like, are you really busy? Work. Reading is busy. My alone time is busy. <laughs> I'm busy. I guess. Whatever that alone time consists of, I'm busy. I guess. So there's a I lot. Guess. At the end of the day, you make time for who and what you want to make. And you're going to stand for. on that one. Because huh? it's, tr- it's the truth. It is. Mine's all the I'm busy, I'm busy, I'm busy. Okay, you choose, you pick and choose what you use to take up your time with. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you make you you build your schedule. You you choose you chose to take that job. You chose chose to take that eleven to seven, nine to five overnight shift. You choose to go to the gym every morning and go for however long you go for. You that's choose a, that's to produce another podcasts. thing. That's another thing. Stop like don't don't Pick fights with my activities. I'm not. I'm just not you. Fat. Not you. Not you. <laughs> but don't be like, oh, you can go to the gym, but you can't text me. Oh, you can go like, yo. But I mean, if okay, so if you can go in the gym for an hour and a half, you can't text me. If you, if I text you before you, if I text you, say what? What time you go to the gym? Like five o'clock. Five in the morning. Yeah. All right. So you wake. I'll say you wake up at four. Mm-hmm. If I text you at three thirty. 
and then you wake up at four. So say you saw, you had to see my text because your alarm went off. You had to open your phone to turn off your alarm. And then you probably, as the average person does, you check your phone real quick. You mm-hmm. might not check social media or whatever, but you see that you have a thing, a little red dot, a mm-hmm. little red one. That red one is from me. You might not feel like having a whole conversation. You don't want to call me, have a, a good morning, oh, baby. But you see, I text you, hey, good morning. All you have to say is, even if you're rushing to the gym, you might have slept through your first alarm. It's 4.30. It's 4.45, and you're just seeing my text messages. You're dead set on getting to the gym at 5 a.m., and you want to be there. You don't want to waste no time. You see my message. Hey, good morning. I'm rushing to the gym. I'll text you when I get out. Have a good morning. That's it. Yes, you can do that. But we're saying if you text me first, if I wake up at 4 in the morning, that's not a guarantee that I'm going to reach out to you. I have my morning ritual. Well, people have their morning rituals. Why can't I be a part of your See morning I mean? ritual? See I- <laughs> Hello. See what I mean? See what I mean? Because <laughs> a morning ritual, like if you work out, you want to wake up in the morning, you want to get some protein in the system, you want to meditate, you might want to do some push-ups, you might want to hit the shower. There's a lot of things. You that shower you ha- before you go to the gym? Got to yeah. No, 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 no. Go- I'm, not, I'm not saying. I'm not saying me or oh, mine. Like the. But I have done it. Yeah, yeah. you shower before, after. You shower before the gym? Why not? I feel like that's not, it doesn't, it, I feel like a shower would open your pores up and make you more susceptible to like, well, I don't get I, that's, sick that's really, just so. me thinking I don't body get and public really. health shit. Sorry. Well, well, I'm just saying you can have whatever morning ritual you can have. <sighs> whatever. Don't text the person, text them back in three days and do that to everybody you like and see how far you get. How about that? Everybody try that then. It's, it's, to each his own. Exactly. Teachers, I'm just saying, don't make it seem like because I haven't reached out to you that I'm not interested. No, I'm busy. But um, let's move on real quick, right? So DMX, let's talk about the DMX GQ interview. Girl. <laughs> he looks sharp. Yes, he. I've never seen him dressed like that before, ever. How long have you been out? Since 98. But he's been rapping since like 91. I've never seen him clean cut like that. That was really cool. You got to put respect on the team behind. DMX, because that's what that was. DMX didn't come out in jail and say, hey, I, I want to do a GQ interview. <laughs> he probably thought it was a dumb idea. <laughs> right. And when they say, hey, you're going to put on these suits, I'm not putting on those suits. But Or you, you never know. I mean, he is getting older. He DMX ain't explicit right. fan. <laughs> he probably never read a GQ magazine. Know. Or, I mean, all we've seen is what he's allowed us to see as far as his personality and how he acts. Just because he's rough, he's from the streets, he's this and that, doesn't mean he, he doesn't read GQ. Yes, he might have read GQ. But what I'm saying to you is <laughs> somebody like DMX comes home and his team, I think Had the that team. Had set up as soon as he Right. Out. I think that he has a great team around him. Um, to do these beautiful things. Because not only was he in the GQ, but Swiss Beats, Rick Ross, and DMX got a new song out. Mm-hmm. So it's like they're putting him in position to make a comeback. See, that's what I worry about. The comeback? Can he really make a comeback? Well, before we get into that, let me just refresh your memory on who DMX is. Um, Y'all know Earl Simmons? Hey, listen. <laughs> listen. In, ni- in 2019, going to 2020... So it's too many of these young kids. I know Do a people, Google search. Okay? I know people who Google think Earl Simmons. I know people who don't who think Little Nas X is the only Nas in the music <laughs> industry. <laughs> that's so sad. Do a Google search. I was searching for Nas one time, and Little Nas X came up first. Like, oh, that's terrible. Yeah, that's terrible. That's disrespectful. But um, it's easy to forget how successful DMX was. To this day, he is the only rapper to have five his first 
five solo albums to debut at number one on the Billboard 200. That's big. He is the only living rapper to have two albums go platinum in the same year. He starred in massive budget action films. He has made millions of dollars and it's easy to forget the highs because of his lows. X has, for example, been to jail some 30 times in his life. That's ridiculous. Charges against him vary from drug possession to robbery to probation violation and everything in between. He struggled with an addiction to crack cocaine. He has 15 kids. And he unsuccessfully tried to file for bankruptcy as recent as 2016. How you unsuccessfully file for bankruptcy? You're not broke enough? That's a good question. I would definitely like Dan, to know you that. you know anything like, about that? Like, yo, how <laughs> do you not? Questions. How do you get yeah, Dan? Dan <laughs> on drugs. We got two questions for you. Why does it take so long to go to trial? And how can you uh, not qualify for bankruptcy? <laughs> Obviously, he still had money in the bank. Right, had it <laughs> something t- had somewhere to happen. They found it out. But yeah, DMX rap sheet is a long one, and I agree with what this article said. It's easy to only think about when he started getting in trouble, in and out of jail. Negativity um, sells. No yeah. one wants to talk about the positive. Um, but he is one of the greatest rappers of all times. Now, back to what you were saying, is the world ready for DMX? Can he keep up with the world? Because his sound, the era of hip-hop that he's from, is not the hip-hop that we're in today. And... I feel like today's world, it, it's hard for today's society to be very receptive of late 90s, early 2000s style of rap. Like, what is, he ta- what is he going to talk about in 2019 that the masses can relate to? Granted, he's not the type to care about what the masses think anyway. But, I mean, if you're trying to make money, be successful, whatever, depending on which route you take, whether you're going to be loyal to you know, I make people, I make music for who I make music for. They going to fuck with it or not versus I'm trying to get as many, you know, I'm trying to appeal it to as many audiences as possible so I can make money as many different ways as I can. It depends how he's going to approach it. And I mean, I would guess that DMX is still going to be on the type, the type time he's always been on. In 1998, when I first heard X, it was something special. It's just the, the passion in his voice. It was different. When I listened to the song he has with Swiss Beats and Rick Ross now, it didn't feel special, you know? It's like, I'm used to it. That's X. So that special glow that he had, it's not there, but it's, I mean, he, he once again, I just ran down his accolades. Nobody has done what he's done. And I'm one to say, you don't have to repeat none of this. He don't need a number one album. He don't need to go platinum. He don't need none of that. It'd be great if he did it, but his place in history is already solidified but it's like we know that but then you ask somebody 10 years but if i'm dmx i'm not trying to get them i'm not exactly you're staying loyal to your fan base i'm trying to just make music that i want to make and whoever grabs on it grabs on it i think what dmx should try to do is like get his masters or something um so you can start making money off a lot of money off what you've already done if he's going into the studio thinking he's going to make an album that's going to sell three million copies, it's just not. So that's why I'm like, I don't think he can necessarily. That's I don't know how to work that properly. He can still make music and you know still do his tours or whatever. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he won't be on as big of a scale, whatever. Um, I still think he can make music, but I feel like there's levels. I don't think it would necessarily be a comeback. I think it would. I mean, this guy was battling crack. 
So he probably still is okay. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not I don't know. You can't look that clean at you. Don't do that. Don't do that. I think I think X is clean. I think DMX is For clean. Now. How long? Oh my god! Here you go. <laughs> I'm, I don't want to be the bearer of bad news, but let's be realistic. I, I mean, of course, I would hope that he's clean. Come on now. I think X is clean, and I think releasing a a album in the near future is a great success. Just because he just could not stay out of trouble. It could be the dumbest things. Him not having his license. That's it. Like something so dumb. Animal cruelty. Now they say that, but it just might have been him with too many dogs. <laughs> like they, it, it's just it's like. anything nitpicking. Nitpicking. So then they say, okay, well, of course, like he's back on drugs. Like, you know what I mean? Well, I don't even know if he, I think he did kick the hat because there was a time where all the Rough Riders were, they had interviews and it just was like, they never seen X um, use drugs. So something happened over time to where he got back on it. Okay, now and then, even if he isn't doing whatever drugs anymore, still how's his mentality? Because I definitely feel like there's still some mental or emotional, whatever the fuck. That's I don't want to say what's wrong with him, but that he's possibly living with, dealing with. Because I feel like with any type of addiction comes, I mean, even before the addiction, he and he talked about it in GQ, some of the things that he dealt with, you know, abuse and everything growing up, that affects your mental, emotional space. And then, obviously, crack cocaine compounded that however his, many times. His youngest son. I haven't been, seen an update on it, but I don't think him, his oldest son vibe. It's, oh, um, yeah, because that, yeah. that was on one of them shows. One I of them shows. Um, and then he has 14 more. Sheesh. So I think a relationship with at least some. I want to know how many baby, how many baby mamas he got. That's the real tea. I hope he don't got 14. <laughs> <laughs> That's the real tea. That's what I want. I know. hope he got a few by one of them at least, man. Um, Who is his baby mamas, by the way? Because you can understand how depressed <laughs> and how he would rather go do crack. <laughs> then, then fight with fourteen baby moms. Right, <laughs> I'd rather be a crackhead than actually go to war with them women because they all want my money. Right, or the money that they think I have. So then, okay, then maybe that's why he, you know, files for bankruptcy so I can get out of it. So the bank set or no? Yeah, but um, um, but yeah, I just worry more about like what is his mental. I space. think DMX is in a great space, but this is once again team. I think the team he has around him is good. Old dirty bastard, right? When he came home, he went straight to Rockefeller. And there's so many specials on it that shows you that the team around him, they allowed him to just buy drugs. They didn't care. Yes, man. So then he OD'd because he didn't have the right people around him. That can happen to X. That can happen to anybody. Mm -hmm. I just think that the people that's around X right now are good people. It seems that way because he wouldn't look so sharp in the GQ. He looks his beard so was trimmed. Good. I was like, oh my gosh, look at Uncle Earl. Uncle Earl. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle E. Shout out to DMX, man. Do you got a favorite DMX song? Ah. Uh, if you don't, I don't mean to put you on the spot. No, I I do. Um, get at me, dog. Get at me, dog. That's my shit. And the song. Um, Oh, I was just listening to it this morning. I think I took a screenshot Check of it because I knew we was going to be tick, uh, talking about him today. No Love For Me. I was listening to that song. No cats going to that love, love for me. Yeah, 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 man. <laughs> I was listening to that song this morning with my dad. I grew up listening to DMX. D DMX is special. He definitely is special. So, yeah. Very, very. Shout out to X, man. I think he'll be fine. But I definitely agree with your point to 
him needing to um, create other revenues. He definitely deserves to still be like in the media. Like I love, I would love to see him like as a regular on like a show or something. He had a reality TV show, but I think that was before his time. To, I don't want him to be I think a he's a great TV personality. Show. I think he can do it. him himself, not nothing crazy, like making him look funny. I I love what like what Two Chains does. What do you do? Um, no, with the no Two Chains, he has that show where he's always looking at like super expensive stuff. Like he'll he'll be taken to like like cars to see like expensive cars and and random appliances. Okay, and he's just, like, but besides dogs and women, what is X into? We don't know that because he hasn't really shared that with us. And I just think a camera following X. It's good enough. I, don't I think I reality. think so. Just him. He's already done. Like he's already done. But I that. think that was before his time. And I think he was getting high. And I think he was getting high when he was doing that. I really do. I think he was getting high when he was in Arizona, and they took advantage of him. Because let's be honest with you, not all artists are business minded, or they know you know how to work the paperwork that favors them. But that's why you get a team who does. I think that's why I think they're ready now. <laughs> I think they're ready now. I would love to see him doing like providing commentary on something. I don't know. But I think this is also a good time for his team to help him like focus more on the positive. Because like you said, again, all we know is rap and drugs. We just want to hear X talk. I just want to hear him talk. But talk about something that we haven't really heard him talk about before. Because I'm pretty sure he's into more than drugs. Well, if he's clean, he's not into drugs anymore. So women and and rap. He's, he's, He's a complex man. He's a deep thinker. He's more. He's into more than just drugs and, and rapping and women. Well, shoot. Can't wait to see it, X. I know you're clean. <laughs> I hope you stay clean. And I can't wait to hear new music from you and Swiss. Get Dane Grease on the uh, dial. Call him up. Get all these features. Get Jay. Get all the boys together, man. Let's make it 1998 again. Get the locks. Call <laughs> them all. You sound like an old head. All right, listen. Let's I am who I am, man. Let's make it 1998. <laughs> Let's make it 1998 again. 20 something years, man. Let's 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 do this. Now, with that being said, um, you got some questions for me? I do. I do. Okay, so we know last time I was here, I was asking you and Fresco questions. So continuing with that trend, but this is more so related to just strictly music since mm-hmm. we talk about DMX. Um, what's your favorite slang word that's derived from hip hop? So like classic examples like bling bling, lit. I don't know. Those are the, the ones that just come off my head as far as slang words derived from hip hop. What's your favorite slang word? And if it is bling bling or lit, then hell no, it ain't bling bling. You ain't you ain't listening to Lil Wayne, I Cash did, Money. But you, you wasn't I've saying never, bling bling. No, you, I've you, never, you never, I've said never bling said bling bling. bling. Oh Why would I say goodness. I've rapped it, but I've never been like, "Yo, what's up? Let me go get somebody to cop some bling bling," or "Let me see your bling bling." Never, never said say it. bling. Never said that was never in my vocabulary. I guess never. There was no reason for me to say it. And I think bling was always corny. You ain't never know nobody with an icy chain. If I said something to him, it was a joke. Oh, look at your bling bling. It was a joke, really. It wasn't nothing serious. Like, I think bling bling, like people People were really really calling (laughs) jewelry bling bling. I could never do that. Never. Whatever. So what's your favorite slang word? My favorite slang word, and this was tough because I've been thinking about this for a few days, and I really don't think I've had one. I've had a few favorites, like Dunn. This comes from, like, Queensbridge. Like, what up, Dunn? Oh, um, I don't. That's that ain't my neck of the woods. Yeah, see, what? you don't know nothing about that. What I've done, <laughs> cream, just because of what it means. Like cream, it came out like they they came out with that term in like ninety two, ninety three, and even to this day, that still um, resonates with me. Cash rules everything around me. Cream, so stuff like that, man. 
I, I would go crane. I'm going to show my age. I'm not afraid <laughs> to show my age. I'm not no young boy. You know what I mean? <laughs> All right. What, which rapper is the definition of a one-hit wonder to you? A rapper? Oh, man. What's, what's my man's name that came out of nowhere? He was a goofball. And we ain't seen him again. Um, Diamonds. Uh, um, nigga, nigga, nigga. Uh, dun, 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 I knew nigga, you was going to say that. When What's his I name? Trinidad James. Trinidad James, we, My man. dad and I was listening to the All Go Everything on our way back from Delaware this morning. And I was like, The whole album? No, just that one song. I was about to say. I didn't even know. <laughs> just that one song. And I was like, but it's funny because I was like, damn, yo, he really only had that one song. Like maybe a second song, but I don't remember it. And my dad was like, yo, it was crazy because that album was all right. He was just a weirdo. And I, I didn't like, know he had an album I didn't out. even know he had, neither did I, but apparently he did. And apparently it wasn't half bad, according to my dad. Uh, your, your dad might have been listening for instruments or something. I don't right, know. Because him. there was nothing fire about Trinidad James at all. Like, like that song <laughs> took so long to catch on for me because everybody kept playing it like it was fire. Right. Then the video dropped and it was just like a, a, a parody. A guy yeah, it was, his yeah. bike. It was just like, this guy is just a goofball. All right, so let's see something else. Never heard nothing from him again. Now, I think what he does now is write for other artists and he does okay, other that's sort of things. Money is. Yeah. And if you're yeah, creative, do, do your thing. Yeah. Not everybody's meant to be in front of the camera like a star. Right. You but know? you can still be fired just operating in yeah. different talent. I'll, I'll write your music. I, like, I got no swag. I ain't got none of that, but, <laughs> but I'm a I can talk good like writer. A, yeah, yeah, I can talk like I do. The swag sells. Yeah, exactly. Now, what? which one hit wonder do you feel deserves a second shot at sustainable stardom? A one-hit wonder who deserves a second shot. I didn't send you that question. You didn't. That was supposed to be Fresco. Okay. Um, man. I shouldn't That's a tough you. question. That's a tough question because if you are a one-hit wonder, I mean, you gave us all you got. Like, I think an artist like Bone Crusher. Oh, um, yeah. Um, Never Scared. Mm-hmm. That was all he got. That was all he had. Like, Dang, to, yo, Just to say, that, that was it. Some songs be so huge, it be so hard to follow up. Right. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, what what was he going to come out with after that? Like, that's the curse of having a huge, successful record. First people want to see your first song. Yeah. Is that huge? Right. That was my shit. Bone Crush and Never Scared? And how many remakes did he have? Why? Because he couldn't come up with another song. <laughs> right. We want to remix East, remix West, remix South. Why? Because you can't come up with another record. So I don't know which one of them deserve because they, matter of fact, none of them deserve it. Oops. Because they gave us all what they could give us. <laughs> Better than what I ever did, though. So shout out to the one hit wonders. Y'all got money. Got y'all got coins. platinum plaques. I'm yep. not hating on y'all. Um, the one songs that y'all did put out was fire. But trying to find that second single is tough, man. Yeah. Um, let's see. In your opinion, what makes for a good interview of an artist? Like, if someone is inter- interviewing like a rapper or singer, whoever, what I'm glad kind you of asked questions that are you because I've for? been I've been kind of like disappointed in a lot of interviews done with rappers because there's so many people who build relationships with people now, so they don't really get to the gusto. Mm-hmm. So there's like there's an interview with Snoop on a Breakfast Club that I had to turn off because I knew he was lying just based on things that have happened since 1993. I knew he was lying, and I knew that Charlemagne and them wasn't really pressing why because that's Uncle Snoop. He's cool. Right. There's a Jeezy interview that they did. Didn't watch it. Why? I, I stopped listening to the Breakfast Club. Well, that's what that's what I'm saying. Like, what makes a dope interview is just a, somebody who's going to ask the questions, and the artists just have to be honest. So I actually stopped watching certain artists. But they got to be comfortable with being honest. But, but that, but, but, but the interview creates that atmosphere. Like, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna still go with the Breakfast Club. They'll press who they don't really have a relationship with. 
They'll ask tough questions. But I will skip over a Jeezy interview, a Snoop interview, or anybody that I think they like because they're not really going to press. Are they scared. I wouldn't say they're scared, but you built relationships. You know who's I personally feel like is one of the best people who's or the one of the best people interviewing artists right now. Have you ever heard of Hot Ones? No. Oh, Hot Ones. So the guys, um, it's with First We Feast. Um, it comes on YouTube. It's a YouTube series, and this guy Sean. I forget his last name. I should have looked it up. Um, he interviews artists, and not just like rappers and singers. You know, athletes, anybody in pop hip-hop mainstream culture he interviews but he interviews them while they're eating hot wings and each wing it gets progressively hotter and hotter and hotter um but he does a really good job he asks questions like some of the celebrities would be like how the fuck did you know that like ask those type of questions but all of his questions build one upon each other and it has a really great flow and again it just shows that he did his research before interviewing that person i feel like a lot of times people who are interviewing celebrities now they're not doing their research or they're just staying on the surface no i think they do their research but because of um relationships you're not going to go there like i'll take a dame dash interview over a lot of interviews you know which is like and that's just because i think dame like burnt all his bridges like he's not in the industry so he'll just talk like now all of a sudden he tells everybody him and Jay-Z was fighting over Aaliyah. You know what I'm saying? Like Ooh. now he tells Spilling people about tea. how he felt about R. Kelly, even though he was in the video. But I need honesty. You know what I mean? Like that's what we want. If you're going to sit down to an interview and somebody asks you a question, don't give us that. You know what I mean? Next question or don't sign off on something. Say don't ask me about that before we get on because I really won't be interested in the interview. So somebody who's honest like Dame Dash, I think, makes for an interesting interview or anybody who's honest about what's really going on. Yeah, but I think if if I'm a, an interviewer, I don't think you always have to have a, an established relationship with the celebrity. I feel like it's a matter of me creating an environment where that person feels comfortable being honest because Dame or whoever, for I don't know, for example, DMX, he for the past 10, 15 years, he might not have felt comfortable opening up about certain things, you know, being interviewed by other people. But then he might get a certain vibe from me again, how I talk, how I'm asking questions, how I carry myself. And then he might spill the beans. And some people might listen to that interview like, how the fuck did he, she get him to open up about that? It's because I don't know. I just got it like that. Well, I got to see it. I don't trust you have uh, to watch interviews. Hot Ones. Watch, I'm telling you, watch Hot Ones on YouTube. That guy, he's one of the best interviewers out right now. And, and I stand on that. And, I'll, I'll stand firm In by regards that. to my busy schedule, I'll try to fit it in. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a busy man. But you should really check it out. He, he's really good. But, yeah. Um, let me see. Do I have any more? I'll throw another one out there. Um in your opinion, who's the most iconic figure in rap as far as like style and clothes? Style and clothes. Dead or alive, current, past or current. I go with Biggie. Because not only was he a dope rapper, but it was his style that kind of got him over. Like he gave the big men life. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like Coogee sweater. Right. Like when you think of Coogee sweater, you think of big. When you think of Going from ashy to classy, you think of big. And I think he started that because everybody was so grimy before him. Every, like, well, of course you had the early, the, the late 70s, the early 80s, and then it kind of got to like Adidas uh, sweatsuits and you know, everybody then went to Thames and hoodies. 
Biggie came and it was Coogee and Jesus Peace and I make big I make ugly look good. <laughs> and I think that you take that is the start of we wanna look good and it just kept going to me. It mm-hmm. kept going. I'm gonna tell you what I hate though. I hate that baggy era. In 2000? Oh, gosh. Oh, my God. I don't know. Listen. Listen. <laughs> 5XTs. I did that because I, <laughs> I I hated that I had big feet. So I thought the bigger my pants were, and I looked down, I didn't see bolts. <laughs> so I actually wore my jeans, like, way bigger than they should have. But looking back, that is one era. If I could take back an era, it's that era. We looked ridiculous. 5X, <laughs> 5X button-ups. Oh, my goodness. Uh 6X Averex. We were horrible. That is a ugly. Um, <laughs> please don't go back to that. And it's like I, I be joking on the kids a little bit about my jeans too tight. This yeah, I was gonna say which one. I would rather have the jeans too tight than go back and look like we looked in 2000. <sighs> Big jerseys down to the kneecaps, <laughs> past the kneecaps with your Air Force Ones. Oh, forces. That was it? Yeah, that's all. Oh, let's get into a little bit of fresher fiasco. You ready? Yeah. Ready as I'll ever be. Fresher fiasco. Top judge says mothers should have children taken away if they don't let fathers see them. Fresher fiasco. Oh, that is definitely situational. We need it. I need an investigation. Okay. Uh, basically, what he was saying was after the court case, if it is agreed upon to let the father see the child, let the child see the father. And as the mother, you don't allow them to, even though it's court ordered. Oh yeah. That's a violation. You, that's a court order. But what they said was they don't do it. Like they could, but they don't because it's just not a good look to arrest mothers. Like they don't want that on their hands, but they're saying, you know what? It's out of hand. We need to make something happen. Yeah, because, I mean, if it's court-ordered for you to do something and you're not doing it, that's a violation of the yeah. court orders. But guess so what? People are up. doing it. Like, yo, so I get my son. get locked up. Lock them F up. I get my fine. kid on such and such days, and if the mother says, well, no, just because I don't like your living conditions, I don't like his girlfriend, I don't like whatever, anything. Okay, now, living conditions, again, we need some verification because what if his house is dirty or what if he got... I, I, listen, I want my days. Well, I feel like a part of that We live is, like men. So it might be dirty. I don't want my kid in <laughs> filth. I don't want my kid stepping over cigarette butts and I, dirty I didn't socks. Say all of that. I didn't say that part, but we, we, we might not be the cleanest. I want a wellness visit done before my child no. comes. If I, listen, case is over. I get what I get. You don't have to do no wellness check on me. Give well, me my I, kids. Well, what about if, if I'm worried about the safety of my child? I need to know where my child is going. Now, granted, I don't need to go in there and see, but I can send the police or whoever to go check and make sure that that place is safe. Why not? Why wouldn't well, I? I didn't say safe. I just said we don't live the cleanest. I'm just saying. I, I'm not saying that the house is Everybody safe. defines clean differently, though. Let's see. Is this an every weekend thing? Is this an everyday thing where you have to come in and expect? No, no, just it would just be like a one time thing. Or if I say if I I give my I send my child to the father and then he or she comes back smelling like cigarettes or smelling like me or smelling. I think a lot of houses, a lot of homes have their smell. But if it's a smell that smells disgusting, then. Yeah, I'm going to investigate. And again, maybe I don't need to personally go because, again, why am I coming to your house? But if my child's going to be there, that place needs to be clean. My house smells like, not saying me personally, but I'm just giving an example. <laughs> my house smells like grease. So when I drop our kid off, 
is going to smell like grease. And I'm going to ask. It doesn't mean that I'm a bad parent. And no, we're in that we, but I'm going to ask, like, why does my child smell like grease? That's the way I, we, we always fry. We always cooking. Okay, then, all right, I guess. But if it's, like, gasoline, like car grease, oh, no, no, then no, no, I'm going to no, be no, like, well, what the heck? But you might be like, my house just smells like that. Okay, why does your house smell like but grease? But I do agree with what you're saying. I guess it's just more than likely it's the They're man. It's the man who's kind of like more unsanitized than the women. Not saying that that's the truth Ooh, for all the time. I'm not say, saying that that's not the truth for all the time. Right. Hey, listen, listen. <laughs> I'm a guy who stays clean. I stay clean. So you wouldn't have that issue with me. But I do get that there's just some situations like some fathers or some single parents who do what they got to do. That doesn't mean that they don't deserve to see their kid. So I might not have the best living conditions. But as long as but I don't need you, enough. I don't need you getting on me every week telling me I ain't crap because my house don't look like yours. Well, I've got to because because that'd be the argument sometimes. My house is bigger than yours. OK, I got I'm clean. Like as long got, as it's clean and safe. My, my kid got his own room over here. I get that. But we got to share room over here. So I, I, I just as long as it's not petty like that. You know what I'm saying? As long, I say as long as it's clean and safe. And if I have suspicion of otherwise, safe, but won't always be the cleanest. I'm just, I'm just gonna say. Let's say sanitary. Cause right. don't be. I feel we're like boys, man. Let us let us do what we do, man. When the last we're, time we're you mopped the floor? When the last time you sweep? When the last time you took out sweep the every day? Mop, we'll mop when we we'll, we will mop when we see um, the need to. Okay, touche. Because mm-hmm. I hate mopping too. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> but you can invest in the Swiffer. Swiffers is light work. Fresher fiasco. Eddie Murphy expresses remorse for ignorant jokes in his old stand-up specials, Raw and Delirious. He also says um, he has a new stand-up coming to Netflix, and there will be no homophobic jokes. There won't be anything like that. He's a father now, so he's going to focus on fatherhood more. That's fine. I think it's okay to be regretful, but I wouldn't apologize Mm. because, I mean, one, how how many, 30-something years ago, that was... His mind state, or that was his opinion on things back then. And, of course, part of that was maybe lack of education or ignorance, whatever. He said he was going through some breakups. Yeah, so, I mean, but that was 30. I wouldn't apologize for that. But, again, I would, of course, be you might be remorseful because it's like, damn, I was ignorant as hell back then. But, no, I wouldn't say apologize. Because, like, apologize for what? You said it now. <laughs> like, I'm gonna go I'd say f- do better. I'm going to go fresh. Oh, I think so it's, I guess, say. What? Yeah. I don't know what I should say. You don't know if it's fresh or fiasco that he feels remorse and that his new stand up. Wait, did he apologize or he just feels remorse? I've read it. I just remember the remorse part. Like, yo. Okay. Well, that's fresh because it shows growth, but I wouldn't apologize. Okay. But um, I'm going to go fresh. Fresh that he's remorseful. He mature. He's grown because that was the big thing. Eddie Murphy has a new stand up coming. What will he talk about? Will he be raw and delirious or will he be different? So he's already, so he's telling us he's not going that path. He's not trying to be controversial. He's not doing that. I just have, my main concern is, can he sell the kid thing? So I think Kevin Hart beat that in the ground. <laughs> to me. Like, that's Kevin Hart's lane. There's things and I don't really see other comedians really taking my whole stand up and saying, hey, I'm going to talk about my family. I think that's what Kevin Hart does. I mean, I'm pretty sure he's going to throw some wild cards in there. Like what, though? I don't know. That's a surprise. Tune in and find out. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like, you know what I mean? You still have your Dave Chappelle's. You still have your other comedians who want to say what they want to say. And that's needed. 
but then you're going to have Eddie Murphy. I think this makes it more interesting. Like, I really want to see what he's going to do now. Exactly. And that's that's the seller. What is he going to say? Oh, he just sold me. He just sold <laughs> me. He already got Netflix. Right. I probably was going to click on it anyway. But, you know exactly. what I mean? He's He sold me. So, shout out to Eddie Murphy, man. Fresher fiasco. All new feature coming to Alexa, including a new voice featuring Samuel L. Jackson. Fresh. I think that's fresh all across the board. <laughs> get, first of all, get the bag, Samuel L. Jackson. First things first, black man. Mm-hmm. Get your money. Samuel L. Jackson as the Alexa voice is the funniest <laughs> thing in the world. I hope he's allowed to curse. I hope he is, too. <laughs> I think that there has to be an option to turn the explicit uh, explicit part on. Like, yo, turn that on. And I want Samuel L. Jackson to go <laughs> In the rawest form. And I also hope there's a, like I was saying before, I hope there's a setting for, like, peacefully or calmly remind me versus like aggressively remind me. So you want, so I, I guess there's going to be multiple voices, but Samuel L. Jackson is one of them. And I think that it'd be a little racist just to make Samuel Jackson the aggressor. I think that he should have like a peaceful. Yeah. I uh, mean, yeah. Have settings. I think there should be options okay, okay. because I feel like the assumption is that he's going to be yelling. Cause that's what he's known for. Yelling. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> He, he's not always like that. Of course, he's an actor, so that's part of his act. That's part of his gimmick at times. So he could be calm. I'm going to contradict myself because you don't want to you don't want to listen to Samuel Jackson calm. You want him in his loudest, in his rudest, and his ignorance. You want that, <laughs> but I just think that I don't want it to be. I just want options as okay. If I wanted high or low, both be Samuel or both be black people. I don't want. Samuel L. to be the aggressor, the and then this white lady is the peaceful person. <laughs> right. Even though that's what Samuel L. portrays, it's I just want the options to be, I just want the options for us to choose for multiple different people. But I think Samuel L. Jackson as Alexa, you sold me just like uh, Eddie Murphy sold me on his uh, comedy. Alexa, you sold me because I want Samuel L. Jackson telling me what to do. Uh, Get I'm out of the bed. Uh, you Get know. the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't yelling. This is the way I talk. Hey, I know you heard that microwave. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like just anything, like just anything that the Alexa can do, um, you know, turn the channel. What's the weather? I want to hear Samuel Jackson tell me the weather. I want everything to be Samuel L. Jackson and that will be fire. I'm going to go fresh, fresh fresh on this i'm still not getting alexa though i think you sold me i'm going to get an alexa really and i want samuel l jackson kayla they're what? already they're already listening to you i uh, that's bad enough they're that's already enough. listening to you yeah and I know. alexa does they, do they listening they watching siri all has turned on so many times and i don't even say hey siri siri would just pop on they're already right. listening to us they've been listening they to can us. hear us on here they can hear us on air they can hear us the, on hair the watches they can hear us on the watches <laughs> my phone kayla they know your life already I know, but then, and Alexa ain't an Echo Dot is not going to give them more information. But see, it's needs. next level because with Alexa, she can control your lights and your TV and all that. That's that's next level for me. That's very iRobotish. You got to have the whole setup though. You can't just buy her and she turns off your uh, like you can't and you can't put Alexa here and say, "Hey, turn off the light." She can't just do. You got to program her in, right? No, you got to buy the actual oh, like lights. stuff that's yeah, you compatible. Gotta buy, um, yeah, you got to buy. You got to be compatible. See, that shows how much I know about technology. It's still scary. It's scary, but yeah, you you can't just... That's like a TV. Mm-hmm. You got to have an Alexa um, um, brand type TV to actually do it. Like your box has to say, works with Alexa. You can't oh. just put her... You, you can't just set Alexa up and tell her to turn your TV. So what's the point of having Alexa if you're not going to have her hooked up to everything? 
Oh, that, exactly. that means hey, that means you got to go out. That means you go out, got to go out and buy the TV. You got to go buy the speakers. You got to go buy the lights. I know a guy who does all that. He walks into his house and say, "Alexa, turn on the lights." He likes that. That's type so of stuff. lazy. <laughs> if you don't reach over and flick that damn switch and stop, you know playing. what? That'd be dope, though. I I think that'd be dope. Alexa, turn on all the lights, or Alexa, turn off the lights, or something. Turn on some music. That'd That's be dope. scary. That'd be dope. That's scary. Get your lazy ass up and push that button on that radio. Get your ass up and flick that light switch on and off. That's scary. Mm. Alexa scares me. But that's just me being an old fart. You have Siri on your wrist and next to you. But I'm telling you, it's moment, all the same I can thing. Throw this across the street. I can take off this Apple Watch and throw it across the street. They got all your Alexa, information already. So all what? of us are cooked already. Alexa. You got face recognition? Level. I know. Oh, come on. I've, I've had Snapchat. Come on. Once I got Snapchat, it was You already right. got face recognition. They already got you. You already in the desk system. They've already cloned you. They had my... Look, I did stupid uh, 23 in me. I know they're already making my clone somewhere. They're already cloning you. And they already had my fingerprint, too, with the other iPhone. Fingerprint. Face identification. They're looking at it's right there in his phone. Hey, FBI agent, one, two, three, four, mm-hmm. five, six. Mm-hmm. Can you hack my student loan account and do No, they're not going to do that. They could, but they're not going to do that. Damn. They're not, they don't do this to favor you, no. No. But, um, yeah, that brings us to the end of episode 154. Fresco could not join us this week. I forgot to tell y'all that. I'm pretty sure you haven't heard him talk in, like, a minute and uh, change. I mean, an hour and some change. Um, but hopefully he'll be back next week. Um, you got any shout-outs? Oh, okay. Um, hold on. Shout out to, like I said, Nicole, Miss Nicole Banks, having her um, hosting her event, a pot connection in Charlotte, North Carolina, next weekend. Um, I'm very excited for that. I'm trying to think. Shout out to the John Effect, Mr. Salvatore. Shout out to Miss Jackie, if you're nasty. Shout out to Mr. Rain Coleman. Uh, shout out to Stephanie, the Life Architect. Shout out to BJ. It's my mm-hmm. guy. Um, I don't know. That's all I can think of off the top. Mm-hmm. If you like what you heard, tell a friend to, to tell a friend. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts. And can they do that on Spotify? No, but follow uh, us on Spotify. Um, see, I don't have Spotify app. Can't relate. Um, if you have an Apple Watch, add me so that we can track each other's That's the workouts. first time I heard that. You can track somebody on Apple Watch. We're not track, show but me like, how to, show me what you're talking. About. I'm gonna show you. Like, you can see you can see people's workouts. Like, see, I'm doing a competition with somebody right now, so you can see our points. And then you, all the people I've added, you can see how many calories they burned in their workouts. You can get notifications when somebody's done a workout, how many calories they burned. I guess that's motivational. It can be. You can send each other messages like, good workout. Or, like, you can poke fun at each other be like, oh, you ran as slow as a tortoise, whatever. Mm. It's fun. I think it's cute. Do you see how busy you can be? And forget to text somebody because you're too busy working out. <laughs> See, huh? Oh, my yeah. goodness. This was episode 154, people. Peace out. Bye.